Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to La Liga Weekly. We waited till Tuesday to record this episode to give the VAR time to disallow any more goals they didn't like the look of. Uh, 37 seconds and two defensive clearances after an offside offence, Girona scored what would have been a winner, but no, not allowed, I'm afraid. You're also not allowed Savio. Manchester City have used their contacts to get a deal done with Trois for the Girona player. Handy for getting his payroll and email sorted, I suppose. I wonder what Trois <laughs> fans will think of their club record signing. Remember when Savio played for us? No. Uh, it's no shame not to score against Real Sociedad, by the way. That was La Real's fifth goalless draw since December the 12th. And Real Madrid failed to pull away because of a late lapse against Atletico. Terry Gibson's dealing with the realisation that if only been born a couple of decades later, he could have been a centre-back for Real Madrid. <laughs> Maybe jump and make yourself a bit taller, lads. Uh, Vita Roque, he's been on the pitch for 97 minutes, scored twice, been shown three yellows and one red. Apparently where he's from in Brazil, the guy who goes lunging into the tackle with studs raised is the one who gets sent off. He needs to learn our sophisticated European ways. And it's good to see the English lads getting on so well. We are a famously peaceable nation. <laughs> uh, Terry's back from Spain after a 72-hour weekend on La Liga TV. Can't get enough of Addis. Uh, another 68 nil-nil. hours of them yeah. I've worked. <laughs> <laughs> People must have been fed up with me on Sunday. I did three half-times in a co-commentary. People must have been watching. I'm not sure anyone sits there and watches 12, 12 and a half hours of it. But they must have thought, he's there again. He's there again. Now he's not. He's... Has the, has the man got they don't get him but they save money on not buying him a hotel and you just sleep yeah. <laughs> sleep in a in a, in a caddis I, match I do, I do believe i was a record breaker and actually doing the, the the three half times and the co-commentary on four matches so it was yeah but an enjoyable the, the football was good yeah i have to say they're a great team at la liga tv it's a small group it's probably too small people do multiple jobs so the commentators are presenters and the translators and the producers and uh, but it's a really good team to, to work with, a really good group of people, and they go above and beyond. They do everything. Uh, it's uh, Sometimes I do think it's astonishing that they get out 12 and a half hours on a Sunday of live coverage, analysis at half times and stuff. So yeah. I, I do take the mickey that it's different to what we're used to in the UK, but it is it's a, a good, a great little team, all good people as well. So it's... No, they're 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 ahead of their time, Terry. This this old fashioned notion of you know <laughs> having people give you food and you know and, and <laughs> travel travel around and everything else, all of that. No, no, modern media is all about um, all about the margins. Uh, having said that, we, you and I together on ITV Four next uh, next Saturday, everyone. Uh, that's a quick advert. Uh, Girona, uh, well, it was Roma to Girona game. Uh, so that ITV4 UK 5.30 kickoff uh, Saturday uh, early evening. So make sure you're, you're with well, us we'll for that be, one. We'll be involved, but Mitchell won't and half of his team won't. because of... I've got to say, Funny I don't enough, hesitate. Funny enough, picked up before the Real Madrid game. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, 
a daily blint. I, I hesitate to use the word, but that he was just stupid. He he knew yeah. he was on the verge of a suspension. The game was finished, and he and he goes and has a, a pop at the referee for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and he's shown the yellow card, wasn't there? There was three players around the referee, maybe four. Yeah, and he was the only one shown the yellow, and he was the only one that was on a ban if he got another <laughs> yellow card. So it, yeah, it was. In those circumstances, keep away. Chermaine got booked in the game before when he knew that they had an injury crisis at centre-back. He was the next centre-back and he got booked in the, in the last minute of the game that, that Real Madrid played before that as well against Hatafe. So, it, yeah, that is, it is it, it's unprofessional. Um, Michel, I understand. Um, we had an extraordinary amount of yellow and red cards at the weekend on the benches. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's getting out of hand and, and people are laughing now they're sitting there laughing because no one's aware people might say something in the heat of the moment and and suddenly the, the, the fourth official or the assistant referee are getting messages to the ref grassing up people on the bench whereas they could just leave it I mean if it's persistent and it's non-stop or if it's abusive yeah, yeah. but abusive. if it's a word or two yeah yeah, but if it's a complaint and a shout and appeal and stuff like that, and the heat at the moment, then I do feel there is that they they could just take into account maybe you know once, twice, then take action. But it was it was a, there was a hell of a lot of the weekend. There's more action on cards on the benches. We had Betis making nine fouls, wasn't it? And seven yellow cards, <laughs> and I think Hatabo made nineteen. Fouls and got three yellow cards. Yeah, yeah. After the game, was saying, "How does that?" And he's got a point. How do you make nine fouls and seven of those yellow cards? But, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but, but sometimes you do need to wise enough. I'm not saying you need to be as wise as a borderless team, uh, where where wisdom becomes <laughs> cynicism. But but also be you can be a bit smarter, can't you? Yeah. Then, you know, and the, like I said, the least smart thing of the weekend was Daily Blint getting that. That yellow card at the end of the, you know, after the game had finished. Where, yes. where, where, where should we? Oh, oh we've got to do Vito Roque as well and his, uh, <laughs> yes. his his red card. Where should we start with? Should we should we go to the top of the league first? So we should do Girona, uh, which was the Saturday night game, wasn't it? And the the so let's do the offside. Um, yeah, it's it's just the laws of the game now take on new meaning. Yeah, so it's nil nil. The game it's finishes nil nil. Uh, they score. A goal, Girona, a lovely, a lovely bit of skill from Savio. We'll do Savio in a minute as well. Um, and then <laughs> then you think they do the whole co com the, the commentator finishes, co-com does his bit. None of them haven't occurred to them that there's a, a problem with the goal. Then we somehow they're not kicking off. What's happened? No obvious and still not obvious. You have to go back. And so they've gone back 37 seconds, two clearances, and then it's like Savio was offside at the start of the move. Yeah. And you think. Really? Marginal. How far offside. back? I mean, I, I didn't mind if it's offside. It's offside. I get it. It's the question for me is how far back can you go? Because yeah. that could have gone on. It could literally go on for minutes of a team putting yes. pressure on and the other team clearing the ball and they re recover it. More pressure in the box cleared and that could go on for like minutes. And like all of that, it's like phantom time that didn't exist. It was two heavy clearances, wasn't it? And mm. no appeals after that. There was an appeal from La Real. And immediately, and then it play continued. One yeah, well, that, that was for clear. the other, the, the the one that wasn't, wasn't it? I can't remember which player who stumbles by the byline and Savio has gone round him. They appeal for that, and he's not offside yeah. there. They have to go back and look for an offside somewhere else. 
that's the, the longest I've seen. And and not just the longest, but the, the, the fact there was two clearances. Yeah, yeah. So that, uh, in my opinion, that phase of the game of the offside is done. I yeah. mean, once once Real Sociedad have had two attempts to clear the ball and they've, they've reset their defence on two occasions, we were denied a goal because of magical skill from Savio. Mm, yeah. the, the, the chip, the, the, the dink cross to the far post was 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 fantastic and then the, the finish at the end of it it was i as i say just when you think you're getting a grip on all the new laws and var has a way of finding something else that that comes along and you think oh there's another dilemma there's another problem yeah it's difficult for the, the referees var gets involved and they say no offside that all that play yeah was a waste of time um, and full, it was yeah, for 37, 40 seconds, two clearances, multiple attacks, multiple touches of the ball by the opposition. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, that left a bad taste in my mouth. To yeah, be honest. It, it's long. unsatisfactory, isn't it? And yeah. I don't, I'm not putting it on the pile of the great Real Madrid fix because Real Madrid had a couple of penalties. If you'd been fixing this weekend, you could have given Real Madrid a couple of penalties that were 50 yes. 50. Um, I think it's just VAR getting sticking their nose in, thinking that the, the the mindset is the VAR has to affect things, has to get involved, and I think that's just the opposite of what VAR should be. The VAR should be there for terrible, horrible things that they've got wrong that are embarrassing for everybody, not to go searching for reasons to disallow goals. Well, in the Real Madrid game, the Atletico Atleti had a goal disallowed, which nobody appealed for, nobody spotted, yeah. and yeah. VAR did its job there. It but it came. was, it, yeah, yeah, it was fair enough. It was beneficial. Yeah, it was a, it was offside. Yeah. So, it, but at the time, if you look at the Real Madrid players, that no one's appealed. Yeah. For an offside, it, when it was when we in commentary, you see there's a oh something's happening here, and you're thinking, how's that offside? Yeah. And then you see it, and you think, yeah, it's offside. So VAR, it yeah, worked. Fair enough. Yeah. It did its job there. Um, it did find find something that we we all missed. Um. But in this case, it, I think it was. It, I was astonishing. It was. I thought it was astonishing that goal was disallowed after all that time. And thirty-seven, forty seconds. That seems an age when you're playing out on that pitch and you're the, the ground you're covering in forty seconds, and, and the rail sister clearing it twice under pressure, and it coming back in a third time and a goal. It, it seems it's it's an age when you're on the pitch. But yeah, yeah. But it is when you're watching and it's busy because there are times in which football nothing happens in football. Particularly yeah. Spanish football, I'm afraid to say. Um, having said that, because I rewound it and I thought, how long was that? That's ridiculous. And that's when I so I got the, the the exact timing, but it did seem longer, didn't it? It seemed like a minute yeah. or two had gone by. But exactly. Some, what was the what do you make of the rest of the Girona performance? No, no Dovbic, which was um, no Stuani either. Stuani yeah. left on the bench, so it's yeah. a, a different look to to Girona. They couldn't get those high crosses into the box. And Dolpik does make runs into the channel. Paul Two was kind of the replacement centre forward. So that's a completely different attacking setup. And and I, I don't want to be too critical. I mean, mm. it's Real Sociedad hard are a decent team. Yeah. A good team. Um, they've got injury issues, they're playing in multiple competitions. They've got the, the Copa del Rey semi-final still involved in Europe. They're underachieving in La Liga. They don't score enough goals, but they're still a good team and they're still hard to beat. And I think if Girona, as you would imagine, quite rightly, that decent-sized squad, 
but there are key players. Mm. And yeah. Dobbick is a key player. I mean, with Dobbick missing, I'm surprised to one. He didn't start. Maybe Mitchell still sees him as an impact player at the age of 37, I think he is, which is probably right. But it did mean that they had to play in a slightly different way to what we've become accustomed to seeing this season. So I, I don't want to be too critical. Dropping a couple of points at home to a really good team is is not a crisis. Um, yes. The crisis will come in the summer when they lose all their players. Um, <laughs> and a mini crisis next week because Yango Herrera suspended, Daly yeah. Vince suspended, Michel, he, got, he was one of those that got sent off from the bench at the weekend. So that's a, a, and they play in the game that we're doing on ITV away at Real Madrid. So that that's a, yeah. a, a little bit of a crisis for me. Yango Herrera is, is good. Michel is going to be important. I presume he's going to be high up in the, the Bernabeu away from the action. Um, and Daily Blim, and that was just a silly yellow card to pick up. So I, I understand the frustration. I don't think there was too many other incidents in the game which could have led to him berating the referee after the final whistle had gone. Um, and he should have known better. He, it, it, immediately, he, he gets the yellow card, which means he's banned for next week. The, the whistle had gone. He was with two or three other players around the referee. And the referee just decided it had enough. And immediately, Daley Blimp put his head in his hands and realised. And but he should have realised that before and kept away from the referee. There's yeah, because no the the worst decision of the game is clearly the VAR decision, which so there's no, no not a lot of point in screaming and shouting. I mean, you should never scream and shout at referees anyway. But no. sometimes it's understandable in the emotional heat of the moment. But it's but that's just ridiculous. Uh, so Savio to City. Um, yeah, it's uh... out of the blue that one. Didn't never saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, got good contact, haven't they? Uh, the, it was it was Colin Miller. I saw who would like to say, "What about the Twa fans?" I was, he met, yeah, fair point because they're what your club is basically just part of a unit, isn't it? So he signed. Yeah. He was loaned out to PSV last season. They paid six. Who paid? Someone paid six million euros <laughs> yeah. to Atletico Mineiro. Um. Hilariously, with add-ons of six and a half, how do the, how do the add-ons get calculated? We literally never played for the club, so they loaned him out. Loaned him out this to Man City. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, how they how they put this through their books as to who's whose FFP is all who's who's getting this money? Girona getting some of the money? Is Toa getting some of the money? Atletico Mineiro getting some of the money? <laughs> and, and there we are. So, but I mean, he's a terrific player. He'll be, and you know, I, I hope. Some players do get lost at Man City, don't they? Because Pep will, you know, try and play him as a centre back or something. But um, you, he's but got who's to say that Man City will buy him and keep him? Man City might buy him, and he might still be Girona next season on loan. Yeah, have another season on loan. Yeah, 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 or some and, some other totally random place, you know. Yeah, and it it, it just I, I get I get it. Rights is it allowed? I get it. Rights still being allowed to happen. Multiple ownerships of clubs and stuff like that. Players passing between the clubs. It's not been shut down. It's not against the the, the laws of the FIFA, UEFA, the Premier League, La Liga, Liga. It, it's just is you, you'd think that Man City with 115 charges might not be <laughs> flirting with. Those the, loopholes. The 116th. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be all right. <laughs> Some, something tells me it'll be all right at the end of the day. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but it is... It is- uh, it went over my head. I must admit that they own Twilight as well. I'd, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. when you look, at, I did notice it recently. And thought, ah, so he's, <laughs> and it's complicated, but it isn't. I mean, it is a, a group own the player. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's yeah. that he's not played for one, but he's owned by that one. And yeah. one of the other ones that, he, they only he's been out on loan to. I suppose we had got, it all those years with La- <clears throat> um, uh, Udinese, Watford, and yes. Granada got- briefly, wasn't it? Where. Yeah. Guys were it was baffling for a while, wasn't One it? One had eight Not... years there, wasn't it? I can't remember his name. He, he was at the club eight years on loan. Right, yeah. But there was I this weird situation where a guy would be owned by Udinese but moved from Granada to Watford or something. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not very. It's it's not satisfactory though, is it? No, I it's not. Having it's some not. kind of partnership with a smaller club, so is one thing. But this, I don't know. You know, we're not. I'm, nothing particularly to allege, other than it just doesn't look great for football, does it? Exactly. That that's the point I'm making. Yeah. It, it does. Yeah. It needs it needs to be cleared up. As yeah. you said. Oh, a lot of clubs have a partnership, you know, it goes back quite some time now. Mm. But when it becomes multiple clubs as well, that's where it becomes. And the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. And players moving around. Anyway, I mean, good luck to him. But I'm thinking, you know, we, we, my point about Girona, we need to enjoy Girona for the next few months because it's going to look very radically different, isn't it, in the, in the future? Yeah. Or who knows? But like you say. Maybe Jeremy Docker will go to Girona on loan next season. I was going to say De Bruyne will be yeah. on loan to Bruyne <laughs> yeah. next season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So then Real Madrid. Swap. Yeah. yeah. Swap John Dovbik for Erling Haaland. Yeah. <laughs> Looked a bit worse than Erling Haaland. Said he wanted yeah. to play in La Liga. There you go. <laughs> you can't spend next season on loan <laughs> at Girona. There's your La Liga opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Real Madrid failed to take advantage. Um, uh, they played all right, didn't they? And then conceded 93rd yeah. minute header to Urente. The, the obvious of, uh, I don't be rude, Terry, but the, the, the sort of lack of inches of the centre backs is one, mm. it was an obvious thing to look at and it wasn't a problem for them until the 93rd minute. But even then, literally, I, I thought it was Nacho's fault 90%. Basically, yeah. if he just jumped and competed with Urente, he wouldn't have got that meteor header on it and wouldn't have scored. The fact, no, that he's not, not, the fact that he's not that tall, I don't think that was that important. No, there was an element of surprise from your is He's gone to attack it. He's mm. expecting a challenge. Yeah. And at first, I thought it was a misunderstanding between Carvajal and Nacho in one of those where they both think each other are going to attack it. Mm. 
But when you do look at the replay, Nacho is closest, and Nacho yeah. jumped with his leg up. He steps back. To, he's going to kick it, isn't he? He's, he sort of yeah. steps back, thinking he's going to kick it, and Llorente piles in and heads it. So, I, therefore, I, I I agree with you. I think that uh, when I saw it mm. after the game, after the game finished, it was, dr- it was a dramatic ending. Mm. You could see it coming because Real Madrid had the opportunities to finish the game off. They were the better team. They should have won the game. But at one nil. Atleti were scrambling, making substitutions everywhere, changing the formation, changing the, the tactics in the first half of three. I mean, it was reminiscent of last season under Simeone when we were cr- criticising in the first half of last season. You can't keep changing formations during a game. Mm-hmm. Every game. Marcus Chiarenti was playing four positions every game last year and he did it again in this one. Mm-hmm. But I understood it in this one. He wanted to get a response from his team. We weren't playing particularly well. They started off too slow. They started off too deep. And I, I was surprised because of the makeshift defence. And let's not, let's not forget, there's no Courtois in goal. Hmm. So Lunin and Kepa, Ancelotti is chopping and changing between the two. He's not convinced with either of them. And I think he's been spoiled by the fact that he's probably got the best goalkeeper in the world in Courtois and no one's going to live up to him. So it, it, that's a massive loss this season. And he hasn't settled on the goalkeeper. So if you're Atleti, you're thinking, right, we've, we've, you know, I'm surprised at the team selection from Atletico Madrid. There was an element in the studio we were talking about, are they saving players for the game against Athletic Club in on she, Wednesday? Wednesday, tomorrow. Copper, yeah. In the Copa del Rey semi-final, are they focusing on that? Because I, I didn't expect the full-backs, the wing-backs to be Urenti and Raquel, mate. I thought it would be Molina and Samuelino. So there was... There was Element of surprise in some of the coaches. Savage hasn't played for a while when he started this game. So there was, there was, I was surprised at the team selection and, and they, it was too cautious at the start. Instead of going at Real Madrid, we've carved the whole plan at centre back. Then they sat back and they allowed Real Madrid, and also we shouldn't forget, which was important, that Felicius mm. issue before kickoff. Mm. The information we got was Hosselu was playing, that was passed on. And then next, literally on kickoff, it was Brahim Diaz. So that's confusing for both teams, to be honest. One minute you're facing Vinicius, next minute you're hearing it's Hosselu. If you're Simeone, you, you, you're getting instructions across. It's a different, there's different problems to solve if it's Hosselu to Vinicius. Then next thing you know, it's Brahim Diaz. I'd, I'd like to have seen the, the timeline of team sheets and information that was passed across between the two sets of teams at the weekend because it was it was, it, it was that late notice that we're seeing Brahim Diaz literally lining up. Even them with the information La Liga TV get is direct from you know from the pitch side, it's from the the right sources. We didn't know he was playing for Madrid until literally 20 seconds before kickoff and Brahim Diaz was lining up who actually turned out to be the best player on the pitch. So it it's it didn't phase him. But it did. You thought under those circumstances that Atleti would be a bit more positive at the start of the game, but they weren't. They were safe. They thought they were safe in numbers, and and that they they weren't. I mean, it, it was the goal was coming when Brahim Diaz scores after the twentieth minute. It was non-stop attack from Real Madrid. Carvajal didn't have to do any defending at centre back. Griezmann and Morata dropped back in really deep as well. They thought there was safety in numbers. They weren't picking up runners. They weren't blocking crosses. They weren't blocking shots and. The goal was coming for Real Madrid and they were dominant. Then Simeone decided after conceding the goal to go to a back four and change things about and swap people about. 
and I don't criticise him in this circumstances because I think it was the players who let him down at the start of the game. It was them that had the cautious, negative attitude. He was trying to get them up the pitch, but they they retreated. So therefore, he had to be proactive, and ultimately, it, it paid off in the end. I mean, he made loads of changes, used all his subs, used them pretty early. You know, tactical changes. They were scrambling. They should have been dead and buried. They weren't. And I made the point in commentary that it's why it's only one nil, and Real Madrid should be winning. Clear, you know, by more a significant amount. Don't rule, you know, chucking it in the box and getting players in there and and something like that happening. And that's exactly what happened. It's a price you pay when you you don't finish yeah. a, a team off. Yeah, still allowed, everyone. By the way, all all you young coaches out there, still allowed to sling the ball in the box sometimes. You know, still frustrating when you see it, and there's time running out and. A midfield player will turn and face back towards his own goal and play it back to another centre half. And you think, no, no, please, it's that it's that it's the right thing to do now. No one's going to criticise you for hoofing it yeah. into the penalty. And you go to a game, and I've been to a few games this year, and the supporters are still do. They go, oh, when it goes back, and everybody just wants it. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Savage. Memphis Depay gets a touch on it, keeps in the danger area, and Urenzi's in a different position to what he has been because they want to get numbers in the box and, and ends up getting a, a, an equaliser, which feels like a win for Atletico Madrid. You saw the dejection on the pitch on the bench from the Real Madrid players. That was a, 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 a blow. It's not one, it's not a blow they, they can't recover from. They've still got a good advantage. But having if they'd have beaten Atleti, they would have put Atleti out the title race. Then they've got Girona at home next week. That could have been significant as well. They've still to play Barcelona at home as well. So they're they're firm firm favourites in, in my eyes to win La Liga, yeah. Um, despite the fact they they they've only managed to draw against Atleti, keeps Atleti ten points behind, but Atleti do have the better head to head. <laughs> if that comes into play, and who knows, we've got fifteen games left. Yeah, so. I tell you, one thing that we need to bear in mind when we discuss the La Liga table, we 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 still talk about top four, uh, but obviously next season the Champions League expands. So there are, what we've got, 36 teams in the group stage. So there are four more places, two of which are allocated on the basis of this season's European performances. So the best two nations this season will get a fifth. (laughs) I'm assuming it's the top nations because it will be. Um, So there's a very good chance that fifth will be a Champions League qualification place. Because the Spanish teams are doing quite well this this season, so they've got a fair chance. Yeah, yeah, coefficient. Yeah, so we won't know um, until the end of the season, but it, but it's not over the five years, so it's harder to say. You you are looking at this season, so it's a weird situation where um, Real Madrid winning the Champions League could get Atleti into the Champions League next season. Yeah. Uh, there we are. That's how it works. Uh, can we do Barca? Yes. Um, so since Xavi has announced he's quitting, they've, they've got um, two two wins, uh, 3-1 away to Alaves. Uh, never straightforward. Lewandowski with a good finish. Gundogan scored Vitor Roque. Shall we talk about Vitor Roque first? Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's an interesting time, hasn't he, since arriving? Um, so again, he comes off the bench. Again, he scores from the bench. And then he is sent off. Um, I've got a huge amount of sympathy. What do you think? Totally. And it took a while. I was the first person in the studio to mention the fact that Rafa Marin was the player that was in with the, the focus was on Vitor Roque trying to evade, avoid yeah. the contact and the challenge. 
and he clips him. Mm. And but he's trying to, he's actually trying to avoid getting kicked. So yeah. he jumps, he tries to flick the ball and he tries to jump to avoid right. Question him. for the, the you know, when people say, Oh, we need all we need all players in the in the VAR room and stuff, has he deliberately not jumped as high as he could have and dragged no. his no, no right, I think okay. he just just yeah. tried to nick the ball and avoid getting clumped by yeah. Rafa Marine. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until I pointed out that Rafa Marine went in studs up, sliding in, and if if Vita Roque hadn't the jumped out of the way, then it would yeah. have been a red card to Yeah. The Alaves player, yeah, and it was oh yeah, and it was it that's so it, we saw pictures of Raf Marine with blood on his shin, took pictures. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's it, yeah. I, I there's number one of my moans that when a player gets a little stud mark, they're taking pictures, a selfie now, and putting it on Twitter, and everyone's going, oh, there's blood. He's got a scab. Um, I'm sure one of the cuts on his leg was from the shaving rash because he, he shaved shaved. I get it. Players shave their legs. I used to sometimes shave my ankles if you had strappings on, mm. because it hurts. <laughs> it's painful when they take the strappings off and you've got hairy legs. So you end up shaving the bottom part of your legs so the strapping can go on and it doesn't rip you apart when mm. you pull it off. So that's why, you, and I, I joked, one of them looks like he's nicked yeah. himself shaving. The other one was the, the little blood mark was above the shin pad because you could see the imprint of the shin pad was about four inches by two inches. Yeah. So wear a bigger shin pad. Mm-hmm. And because you do get bangs on the shin, you get bangs on the ankle. But I I Especially I'm gonna if, if you go lunging into tackles with people, you're gonna exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I it was it was mm. ridiculous. I thought at first I thought it must have been something he said on top of mm. everything else. Um but it wasn't it was a, a straight you know a second yellow. The first one I have to be honest was a bit naughty. I said that. I take your point because he throws his arm. However, in that one as well, he was foul. He he was, yeah, because he's making a run. I can't remember who the defender was, but he deliberately steps across him to stop him making a run. He could have, in in you know, in the spirit of the game, you're supposed to either pass him onto your teammate or run with him or think, never mind, he'll be offside. He didn't. He stepped across him and thought, "Uh, I'll step across him now. Okay, Vitor Roque. Then his his arm is too high. You, you, as a the attacking player doesn't get a free hit, but it, I just think it's worth pointing out that it was cynical play by the defender stepped across him and Vitor Roque probably needs to put his it arm. It was from the up. Damien Suarez school of defending. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, has left La Liga. Yes, that will come to that later. Um, yeah, no, it's um, he, he was fortunate to get away with throwing the arm out, but the second yeah. one is it's not a yellow card. Too many, too many yellow cards. Too many fouls being given in La Liga. Still, I say week after week. And too many players going off injured, crying. Too many players signalling to the bench when they they, they think. <laughs> I mean, Sherelda Becker in the game against Girona, run through, had a shot, no injury whatsoever there by the looks of it. And then on the floor, he just went, I've had enough. What? <laughs> You're tired. You're out of breath, basically. Oh, it's not this for a laugh. <laughs> I need a rest. Um, yeah, so I, and, and, Taking selfies of stud marks is not a favourite of mine, I must admit. Um, so I think Peter Roque, it, it's been a good week for Barcelona. Uh, they're, they're scrambling. They're not playing brilliant. Um, but they've shown good spirit after Xavi's announcement. And, you know, beating Osasuna, winning at Alaves, is it's, it's not easy. Um, they had problems, same problems defensively. Could have been... 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The penalty in the first 15 seconds of the game. They have the same problems that they start the game sloppy. Kabasi makes a terrible challenge. Hmm. And it should be a penalty. We're told it's offside and we've never seen a replay. I, I think that's easily dealt with. I think as the referee, you should point to the spot. Yes. And then... Uh, right, so okay, the foul, it's clearly a foul, penalty, and then say, right, now we'll check the offside. Yeah. Because he doesn't point to the spot, um, therefore you end up with this where we never quite saw, we never then, then didn't draw the line. The, the flag didn't The flag didn't go up, I can't remember now. I don't initially. think it did. Yeah. don't think it did. And so it, it was yeah. confusing. Yeah. It wasn't well managed, that situation, that's all, because it was clearly a foul. Yeah. Um. But so Barcelona got away with that. They got away with a sloppy start. They had problems dealing with Samu Amorodian all evening again. Um, Christensen didn't have a clue what he was doing in central midfield. That's a massive blow for Romeo, who's on the bench. And yeah. Christensen plays in a central defensive midfield role. Yeah, because he's not... A, he's not... He's not Busquets, he's one. But he's not... He's not in in football um, computer terms. He's not a deep lying playmaker. He's just a, a stopper there, isn't he? Centre back, yeah. yeah. Mm. And it, it they didn't function in terms of getting the ball out the back into midfield into the front. So it ended up Frank De Jong doing that job and the other job. Gundogan had one of his best games mm. for Barcelona in this game. And the stick with Lewandowski, you know, there was a little period where Chavi was taking him off. The supporters are giving him stick. Fantastic goal from Lewandowski. Great pass from Gundogan. Gundogan with the second, with the other goal. Is, is the second goal before Rita Roque's. That was a great finish as well. Good play from Pedri. There's some really good elements to the game of Barcelona. But at the moment, they're scrambling and loads of players missing through injury. But the spirit is good. And and it's been a good week for them. They, you know, Atleti didn't close the gap. Girona were grateful after drawing that Real Madrid only drew. Barcelona were, they were the ones that made it a, a, a two-point made up two points this week. Yeah. And it, it puts them on the the borders of being in the title race with 15 games to go. So, you know, I, I, I'm not predicting the Barcelona are going to win every game from now to the end of the season, but this is a good start. And I, I'm, I'm surprised at the reaction to the world of football about Xavi and his management at Barcelona. He's been described as a, as a failure in some yeah, it's that that league win. <laughs> it's like so little credit for winning the league. Doesn't exist. Yeah, and, mm. you know he, he's the first to win a league title without Messi. They nobody expected Barcelona to win La Liga yeah. last season. Yeah, and it's just such a roller coaster ride being manager of Barcelona, and even in this game, it's you know stuff going on left, right, and centre. They're not playing particularly well. They can go two new up, and you think, great, we've got. 
a really good advantage. Maybe we don't deserve it. Maybe we do, but we, you know, we're really fighting hard for each other. And then two minutes later, Amorodian scores to make it two one, literally straight from kickoff. And thinking that is classic Barcelona at the moment, and they're under pressure. Alvarez had other chances, but Rita Rock had come on and, and wrapped it up. So it's it's been a good week, good since Chavi's announcement. And and whilst not saying they're back in the title race, they're not out of it. So yeah. it's going to be tough. But they're they're putting putting up a, a good case now. Uh, so uh, probably the appropriate moment to mention Athletic Athletic Club of Bil- uh, Bilbao four 0 against Mallorca thumping win wasn't it uh, Yuri Bacicche uh, a, a goal scoring hero injury problems for the Williams which is a which is which is a problem yeah. particularly Nico um, yeah problematic because they they need those guys don't they with oh pace and stuff yeah. like that. I mean Inyaki's had the dealing with going away to the African Cup of Nations rush back to get back on the bench. Um, wasn't forced into action, but wanted to play, wanted to be back involved in a team that was going in the right direction and you know challenging for Champions League spots, still in the Copa del Rey, and that is a massive blow. But Yuri Pachichi, what just one of those nights, wasn't it? I mean, he scores in the third minute with a improvised overhead reverse volley that it was Latan Ibrahimovic had scored in with a good goal. What a goal! Then he scores another worldie. In the 16th minute, with his right foot, right foot finishing the top corner from a half clearance from a, a set piece, it was, he was brilliant. I, I mean, I, I like Yuri Bacicchi. I think he's he's a really good player. Experts, believe it or not, never played for them. Spent time at Cheltenham, came back to Spanish football, and played in the real lower leagues before getting a chance. I think it was at Abar, and then ended up playing for PSG and Real Sociedad, and back to Athletic Club. And, Solid player, good career, strong, good, a really good left back. Never seen him score goals like this, let alone two in the same game. So that was that was a thrill. I enjoyed watching his performance. Um, and they wrapped it up Gurizetta on the just after the hour mark and Mignane, who hasn't seen too much action. That was quite a nice story. Him coming on and, and getting the fourth to, to finish the game off. Mallorca are in a they've got a problem, Mallorca. They've got decent players, good manager. Semi-final of the Copa del Rey seems to have taken their focus off. They're hovering just above relegation. They're flirting with it. They don't score enough goals. They draw too many matches. It's going to be interesting to see the outcome of their you know game against Real Sociedad to see. I mean, there's a second leg to come as well. Um, it can't have too much of an impact on their La Liga form because it's a club that's progressing really well and needs to stay in the top division. The last thing they need is to maybe to get to a Copa del Rey final and then get relegated. So they they've got to tidy their act up a little bit and focus on the challenge in La Liga next week. Uh, Betis won, Tafe won. Um, Isco injured. I haven't, I've, excuse me, I haven't looked up how how he is actually. Um, Conservative that... treatment, they said. So yeah. it, it it clearly was a hamstring. But they're going to go with conservative treatment as opposed to, thankfully, in my opinion, that we see too much of that now, hamstring surgery. Well, where's that stuff? You know, it's conservative treatment. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. I know I'm excited about what Betis have got to offer, so it'd be a shame if Isco is missing for a significant period of time Um, because I, I like the new signings. They've worked hard in the transfer window to, to move people on, to bring people in. And and it looks quite exciting when I look at the the new version of Betis because they needed to do something. It's only twenty five goals this season. They're a better team than than that. 
they should be scoring more goals. And and they've tried to rectify things. Fakir's not working up front as the centre forward. Mm. Um, but Bakambu has come in. So that when he comes back from the African Cup of Nations, that'd be interesting to see. It might liven up William Jose for now is a good sign in. Abde is back from the and Chaddy Riyad are back from the African Cup of Nations as well. Asana Diaw has been superb this year. So I'm, I'm excited to see are they what they are. They're a bit overloaded, isn't it? <laughs> Seems odd to say now. Wide players, when you think when you throw in Iosi Perez as well, yeah. and in that number 10 role, you could have Isco, Pablo Fornells. Eventually, that transfer <laughs> did get done. I, I wasn't sure until he was on the bench for Betis. Um, and yeah. Fekir, it was three players for that position. Yeah. Plenty of wide players. I think Bakambu is is. I liked Bakambu when he was in La Liga before. So I think yeah. that's a. Of course, Borja Iglesias has moved on on yeah. loan, and Pachimi Avila in as well. So Pachimi Avila, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of forward players there. Um, yeah, so. but it needed it needed mm. work. It's almost yeah. like they've done a summer transfer window. Yeah, move players on. They've been really mm. active, um, and maybe because in the summer they couldn't. They yeah. they had the, the issue of can't register him, can't register him. They yeah. sold Luis Enrique for 16 million, which is a good price. They got a loan fee and moved Borja Iglesias out. Guardado has, has moved as well. He's yeah. probably on big wages. So it gave them a little bit of freedom, everything up. Maluda, yeah. freedom yeah. to, to um, do some work. Hetafe, uh, Bordelas unha- unhappy. I mean, he's, he never strikes you as being happy about anything, but because they sold Enezu now, Damien Suarez off. So it's just... I it's, think... I'm, I'm not sad to see him go. He's been, you know, we, we'll talk about Guadalajara leaving, Rakitic leaving. Damien mm. Suarez has been a good... Yeah, a good, yeah. A good yeah. personality. You know, he's he's fitted the, you know, borderless style. Um, and, it, it, yeah, it's, it's a surprising to see him go. He deserved a little bit of recognition, actually. He deserved mm. a send-off. Didn't get one. And and Hatafe, I, I understand Bordelassi's frustration. It's because he's done too good a job this year. That's why it's happened. Yeah, yeah, Hatafe yeah. are not going to yeah. go into Europe. They probably don't want to as a club, and they're not going to get relegated. So they're probably looking at this transfer window and thinking, well, we can get a few quid for him, and we can he's going off the wage bill. Why do we need to do anything else? We've got, you know, how many points? I'm looking at thirty points, mm. fifteen games to go. Yeah, save it for the summer, which is probably. A sensible, a sensible but frustrating. Because yeah. <clears throat> they've missed any all season. Yeah. So it's not a huge current loss. He's a good player, good signing for Bournemouth if it works out. And but I'm surprised Bournemouth didn't start this game. Whether that was a tantrum from Bordelas, I'm surprised that you don't play your top striker mm. um, in a game. Or just you... yeah, just a rest. I don't know. Yeah. No, you. They're not in the top of their ray. No, yeah, true. Europe. Yeah. So certain clubs don't need to rest players. We'll come to another one of those in a minute when we talk about another surprising victory for a team at the bottom. So I was surprised that Hatafe didn't start Mayoral. But they were good. It was an even game. Um, Mason Greenwood played well. Um, it, uh, yeah, I think draw was just about right in that game, actually. Betty yeah. said more opportunities. Yeah. Uh, no, more to play. Didn't create too many opportunities. Fakir should have scored, missed an absolute sitter in the first few minutes of the game, which should have put them 1 0 up. They let that killer instinct, but I think in um, Angie looked from Betis like a performance from a team that had done massive amount of work in the transfer window. And at the end of that window, in that 
the last week in particular, they went, oh, we've got a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, it, it, it was a bit chaotic. It was a, 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 yeah. a chaotic, messy, entertaining game, to be honest. I enjoyed it. Yes. Um, I, I should have asked you this before. <laughs> uh, any comment on the Greenwood versus Bellingham? I no, to be honest. Fair I mean, enough, it, yeah, I get why Atafe would want to defend their guy. Yeah, but I've got no sympathy for Greenwood. If don't behave terribly, if you don't yeah. want people to insult you, you know, don't you know, you brought it on yourself. So if people go around, if you insult him, you insult him. It's not like it's a, it's not like it's something that's a, a systemic slur like racism or something which has to be dealt with. Um, is one bloke insulting another bloke over something terrible? Yeah. So there we are. Uh, no sympathy. The problem but... is, the problem for Mason Greenwood is, he's such a good player. Mm, yeah, that is that that goes in when you put that into the melting pot. If he was pretty average, it, it you know it, it we probably won't be talking about him as much. Yeah, having said that, if he was average, he might have just been discarded and forgotten. The reason yeah. that everyone's, the, all those Man United fans on Twitter are still endlessly going on about him is because he's so good. Yeah. So, that, you know. the, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, I yeah. thought he was a good player and achieved good things at Man United at a young age. But watching him on a more regular basis, as we, we do now, <clears throat> I'm looking at him and thinking, you know, he's really good. Mm. He's really good. So yeah. that, that makes the whole issue more confusing. There must be clubs around that are looking at and, and trying to study what the outcome would be if they the, could pick people, even in the Premier League. To the reputational yeah. damage that would come, yeah, which Hatafe obviously don't care about. Um, so they get a very, very good player. A player that obviously, obviously they wouldn't have. It's been linked with Barcelona and Edith to come and join. Yeah. He's that level. Yeah. That's the problem. He, mm. Hatafi is on his level, mm. and then and I'm sure there's clubs in the Premier League must be thinking the same and thinking, well, United, are, you know, desperate to get rid of him. United must be having considerations, thinking, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid and Atletico are interested. What would say our next move? Mm. It, it's it's a big issue. It really is. Yeah, and, but I want to talk about his football mm. as a player. I I think he's exceptional, mm. super talent. Um, yeah, so it's a uh, is an, an issue that's going to be ongoing. But his football has been superb so far at Hatafe. Yeah, what well, we're on about sort of on, on things that you might not want to talk about. Rayo won Sevilla too. Um, Sevilla obviously a great win, uh, and Naziri gets his goal. But there's just a horrible, weird incident with the uh, a campus. So he's taken a throw, and a and a, a young sort of a teenager. Yeah. But, Basically, sexually assaulted by because he sticks his yeah. finger, yeah, his, you know, prods him in the backside because it's really tight to the pitch, isn't he? So he's 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 his backside is basically on the advertising hoarding, and this kid like this and that's that. And Ocampos made a good point. If that if that had happened in women's football, they would have arrested the kid. Yes, it's not acceptable. It's, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I've no idea what goes through the mind of any yeah. person that wants to do that to another person. Mm. It, it's during a game of football when you're sitting in the front row. I yeah. have no idea. It's mind-boggling. Must yeah. be. I think they're messing around. He thinks it's funny, the kid. It isn't funny. Mm. Um, 
and it, it's a it's a it's a big story. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Probably because of the way that Ocampos has explained it. Mm, yeah. And he's exactly right. Um, oh, do we laugh it off, banter? No, it's mm, yeah, yeah. You know that it's those grounds where it's. I did get pulled into a crowd once when I tried to take a throw, and they threatened to cut my arms and legs off. I think <laughs> I'm not you sure. You have to say where. You have to say where. Where was this? Oh, it was cold, blowy, and down the lane. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because I was a former Spurs player playing for Coventry. Then I thought, oh, I won't take any more throw-ins. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's stupid. It's actually, it's juvenile, and it's done by juvenile kids. Yeah, yeah. It's who deserve to be punished. Mm, yeah. um, to be honest, they're lucky. Oh, Campbell's thing turn around and just give him a right hand. Well, that's part of the thing, isn't it? That's part of the oh, stripping the dignity from a Campos because he can't. Because no. if he'd done that, he'd have got a ban. Uh, for yeah, he ended it really well, so he, there's nothing he can do. He's just got to stand there, and this stupid kid uh, sexually assaults him, basically. Yeah. And and what's he supposed to do? Ha ha! That's funny. You know, you know, it's 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 wrong, isn't yeah, it? He handled it really well to <clears> his <throat> credit, Campos. Yeah. Yeah. And the points he's made after the game are succinct mm. and and exactly mm. right. Mm. So it's yeah, bizarre, bizarre. And Rio, I, you could argue they've got the best balls in the in the, the, the league. I mean, they're, they're, they're loyal, they're, they're sporting to other teams as well. So this kid is a one-off with one person. Um, he should be punished. Ocampos has handled it well. Sevilla got the three points. Looked a threat on the counter-attack, and Azir has made a difference. He's at Romero alongside him. Looks good. You know, it's a massive win for Sevilla. Their spirit looks good. Their team doesn't look particularly good at the moment. You look at the group of players and you think, if I could mm-hmm. this man. Where's that team gone that was winning the mm. regular competitions in Europe that won it last season? And they, you look at them now and they're shadowless. They are a mid, below mid table team, fine to stay in the division. So it was the, the best players, the biggest names are old and probably all past it, but it, they, they, they showed a good attitude last night. Mm. And yeah. it was a Rio have only won one home game this season. So I thought it was on the cards, to be honest. Severe away from home, away from the pressure of their own fans and against the team that's struggling this season and struggling in particular at home. We saw Rio play really well at Atletico midweek and they're a shadow of themselves at home. So it's a massively important win for Severe. Uh, Celta Vigo got a massive win as well, didn't they? 3-0 away to Osasuna. Really, really important this, wasn't it? Because... Um... Uh, Rafa Benitez has been getting... It's, it's, they've gone off him a bit at Celta Vigo, so this might help. Yeah, I spent a good period of time on this game trying to work out who was playing where for both teams. 
my this is my case against Arasate. Eight yeah. changes yeah. for this game from the team that played Barcelona. There were six or seven changes for the team that played against Barcelona from the previous game. They may have 22, 24, 25 really good players at Osasuna, but there is no way a team is going to function when you're making eight changes in, in the space of two games. I have no idea why he's doing it. He's trying to keep everybody happy and he's keeping nobody happy. There's no understanding. I look at Osasuna now and I think, well, who's playing this week? Oh, who's going to be in goal? Aitor or Sergio Herrera? No idea. It chops and changes every game. The only two players I know that are going to be starting for Osasuna are David Garcia and Enti Budimir. Other than that, the whole thing changes. And, and it, you, you can't continue to do that. So initially, I'm looking at Osasuna, how they're playing. Oh, three at the back in this game. I think there was the three survivors with David Garcia, Jesus, Areso, and Budimir. The rest were all changed. And, and I'm thinking, you don't need to do that. You've got no European football. They've been out of that in the, the, quali- in the qualifiers. They're not in the Copa del Rey. They're underachieving in the league. They need to push on in La Liga and they need more points and they need to show a, a better image of the club because as a club, it's going forward, lovely stadium, a good manager, but he's making too many changes this season. And then when I looked at Celtic's team, I'm thinking, where the bloody hell, where are they all playing? And, then, <laughs> and, and Mingeza was playing in the front, in the two, alongside Luca Della Torre, off of Strand Larson. Mm. And he was flicking balls around the corner and he was doing one Aldinho impressions. I'm thinking, after 20 minutes, I'm thinking, he's playing up front. Manquillo is playing right wing back. Jelson's playing midfield and he's a centre-back. Renato Tapia was playing centre-back and he's a midfielder. It was the art of deception from Rafa Benitez. And for 15 minutes, it could have been 2-0 to Osasuna. <clears throat> you clearly had a group of players that sell to thinking, well, I, I'm not sure I'm, what I'm doing here. Mm. But they were really good on the counter-attack. And I think they got goals in the 23rd and the 24th minute from Strad Larson, who was so important. He's a really good player. He, I, I really, I've, I've liked what he's done at, at Celta. He's a good leader. From the minute he came in, he did that. He's got all the attributes you need. Big, tall, strong, quick, runs the channels, holds the ball up well. He's a finisher. And he was important to everything they did. He, he scored the first, made the second. And then got taken off. <laughs> so the, the whole thing was so confusing, but such a massively important win for Celta. I understood the frustrations of the fans after three defeats in a week at home, but they played Real Sociedad twice and Girona. Mm. The fact was they didn't score. They lost still 3-1-0. The supporters have had enough and took their frustration out on Rafa Benitez. But I think the worst thing they could do is to make a change. I don't think they will. Mm. They'll be all right, I think. I, I, I believe they will be okay. I, I, I believe they'll be better off with Rafa Benitez as manager than making a change. Yeah. So, uh, but I think they, they they should be forgiven for. I think they've been better lately. But the three tough games in a week, the 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 big loss was the La Liga game against Real Sociedad when Aguasil pretty much put a reserve team out, and they still won one 0 Yeah. And Celta were a bit cautious in that game. Then they lost the Copa del Rey game. Then they lost to Girona. So I think that's three games at home and the supporters don't see a goal. But this was really good. And they were, I, I actually put down my goal of the week, Dugacas, the third goal. The, the, the play from Jelson, the understanding with Dugacas, the movement from Dugacas, the unbelievable cross from Jelson. So that, that Celta have got the capabilities of, of, of scoring goals. 
doing better. Rafa Benitez came up with a system of play in this one that was bizarre. Um, took some working out and, and it worked. Uh, Valencia 2, Almeria 1. Um, Valencia, I mean, I don't know what the narrative is here. Valencia are going strongly. Almeria, just hopeless. In terms of their position, is hopeless. Not necessarily what they do in a game. Exactly. They they probably deserve to draw out of this. They, yeah. they fought back well. 2-0 down, you're thinking, well, that mm. game at Real Madrid went against them. They then lost the, 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 the next game, got beat heavily. Trying to work, remember who they lost to, and you thought, They've gone now. Um, I've got it written down. Bear with me. Sorry, I know. <laughs> lost. Oh, they lost 3 0 at home yeah. to Alavis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, the Friday night game. So you're thinking with that crushing blow at Real Madrid when they thought they were going to get something out of the game, maybe a win. Then they lost at home to 3 0 to Alavis. And then they go 2 0 down in this game. And they've got no chance of staying up. They've got to win 10 out of the last 15. Yeah. Yeah. They're on six points, and to go to but then they show really good spirit mm. and real. It was a hearty effort in the end. And at Rebas, there's a number of players. Al Maria, the clubs are going to be looking at. Rebas is a La Liga player, um, ex Real Madrid youngster. They've picked up. He's been good, and they were unlucky in this in the end. I mean, they, they can see relatively two early goals. Duro scoring again, and Yeremchuk. I like him. I think he, he offers something to, to Valencia. Maybe he's taken a while to get up to match speed. I don't know what was happening to him previously, but I think that if they, they, he can be used more than what we've seen. And I'm sure we will do. So it's a good win. They move on seventh position, 35 points. European spot is up for grabs. But it's Almeria dead and buried. Yeah, your amateur is a good player for Valencia to have, isn't he? Like you know, yeah. he scored a lot of goals. Yeah. He was in Belgium before he went to Benfica, yeah. but you know, and when he went to Benfica, he was regarded as you know the not a top player, but you know, quite a highly regarded player yeah. who would be in European competition every season. So, if you're saying Terry that you think Celta Vigo are in a strong position uh, to stay up, it's it's sort of suggesting that the teams below them. Are really struggling. So Granada got a one-all draw, which not wasn't a bad result given that they lost a player twenty minutes in. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and Cadiz, <clears throat> I suppose a nil-nil away to Villarreal is a decent result, but they've scored one goal in six games. It's <laughs> honestly, it's just <laughs> they've got about six strikers, only one of them scored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Pellegrino, people are saying it's progress. The home draw against Athletic Club. Yeah. And a wide draw in, in this game at VRL. It probably is. Well, yeah. they're, they're not bad, but yeah. that's 11 draws. Yeah. They've got 15 goals. Is it yeah. any better? The, the, under Sergio, at the end, they were losing all the games, though. Yeah. They weren't getting draws. They, they lost that. Their last win was against VRL in week four. And now yeah. we're on the return set of fixtures. Yeah. And they, they haven't won. Yeah. Um, so it, it's. <sighs> What I would say in this game, I think they're working harder than what they were. Yeah. Sergio. And that sets the new manager bounce. It's an obvious one. You're seeing it. They're getting back, they're getting forward. Midfield players are working harder. They're not being any more creative. Although Chris Ramos had a couple of decent chances in the first half. VRL weren't particularly great, I have to be honest. It's points dropped by them. So I think Caddies and Pellegrino would come away from that game thinking, yeah, okay. You know, we haven't conceded. We haven't got a win, but we're yeah. we're inching towards. I haven't. 
looked we're at not, fixtures uh, yet, actually. Oh, they've got a tough run, actually. <laughs> uh, so we've got Betis and then Osasuna away. Celta, oh, Celta Vigo's a huge game. Rayo Vicano, then Rayo Vicano away. So they've got winnable games. Then Atleti, then La Real, Granada. I mean, I suppose everyone's got everyone to play in a sense, haven't they? We're, we're, yeah, we only just yeah. want to be um, Granada, on the other hand, I don't know what to make of them at the moment. They were mm. unlucky in this game. The, the, the sending off hampers them, although Las Palmas gets sending off as well. But that came after they equalised. Um, it was one of those 21 minutes in, Piotrowski makes a mistake, panics, drags a player down. Preferably, he should have left, stayed on his feet, made the run. Hope your goalkeeper makes a save on the one-on-one rather than put your team down to 10 men. Over half their team at the weekend were new players, new mm. manager, new players. They've signed... And there's other new players that they've signed that didn't that weren't ready to play. So they're an unknown quantity, Granada. Mm. Um, yeah. Points deficit is tough. They've only got 12 points. They've only got a couple of wins. New manager. They could make life interesting, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm not predicting they'll stay up because they're 12 points after this is a... Yeah. Eight, eight, they're eight points behind Mallorca, yeah. Celta, Sevilla, who are the right side of the line. So that's a tough gap to make up with 15 games to go. Yeah. Um, but they're going to have a go. And I think they're going to be much better. And that's my prediction. They'll be much better. Whether it's going to be enough, enough. to keep them yeah. up, I don't know. At the moment, I'd say Cadiz and Granada and Almeria are the, the contenders. Um, but yeah, Cadiz is a strange one. Yeah. 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 Score a goal. <laughs> you want to yeah, stay up? Maxi yeah. Lopez is there in the Gredo, Dari Machis. Ocampo's a good player. Chris Ramos, Guardiola, Roger Marti. These, I think there's only Chris Ramos has got five, Roger Marti's got two. No one else has scored a goal. Mm, yeah. I mean, 15 goals in, in 23 games. Is, you deserve to go down. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that could be. You've got your draw 11. That fine line, if they can turn those draws into yeah. wins. So there are two teams. A bit more ambitious. Two teams down there who could rally, aren't there, basically? That if, if things go well, we'll, we'll have a, a relegation battle. Uh, yeah. Right. I think we'll leave it there, Terry. Um, and then we'll we'll reconvene with the, for the Patreons. So a couple of Copa del Rey games this week. Then Mallorca, Real Sociedad, which is Tuesday tonight. And uh it's Atleti at home, isn't it, on Wednesday against Athletic? Yes. Uh, and then huge game at the weekend. So, uh, yeah, UK, um, I think Ireland, uh, ITV4, um, Saturday tea time, 5.30. Uh, and we'll see you for that one. And we'll see uh, everyone for a podcast again next week. So we'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>